today on the Coaching Life Podcast. What's up, stranger? What's going on? Want to do a podcast? Been a while. Got anything you want to talk about this week? Nothing's really been going on. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Have a good another two weeks. <laughs> it's more than two. It's been three. Since Almost our last three. episode. Yep. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaching Life Podcast. I'm Pat Martin. I'm here remotely with my with my friend, Coach Stewart. Coach, how are you today, man? I'm doing just fine. And might I say, can I be so bold as to say that this will be our last remote podcast? You and I are going to start meeting together in person. Oh, you're going to put that on me? Uh, well, we Unless you're afraid it, to guess. be with me. See, my buddy, or, my, my partner, Pat, here is vaccinated. Yeah, you, he you got, are he, definitely he not got afraid to be with me. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm no longer afraid. You look a little sick, to be honest with you. You might have, are you, do you have no. any symptoms going on right now? That's, <laughs> you look a, a little tired. That's sunburn. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's a symptom, I think. Fatigue Being is tired, a symptom. Fatigued, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tell you, I'm tired right now, but. I'm, I'm energized. I'm, I'm getting better. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, from, you, yeah, you you've had some side effects from your second shot, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Start. I, it, I don't know. Twelve hours after I got it, I started to feel a little bad. Started to run a fever and uh, had some, uh, I guess, chills. When I run a fever, I have chills. That's probably a familiar something that happens. But uh, you said you had vertigo. Maybe a little bit at it. No, not really. I, I've had a little bit of nausea here and there, uh-huh. uh, but um, I'm feeling better now. So mine, mine lasted almost seems like maybe only four hours, which. And that was yesterday. I guess, you got it. I got the shot yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, woke up today feeling pretty good, and had a meeting, and by the end of the meeting, I wasn't feeling great. So. Yeah. I. Uh, kind of laid in bed a little while and. A few hours later, I got up and I've been up ever since. I'm feeling pretty good. So, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe hey, we'll. Congratulations. Uh, the next. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> maybe the uh, the next um, time we we do a podcast, we'll be doing it from our studio together. I'm up for it. Just like, just like we were, just like we were. Almost a year ago today. Yes. Nearly a year ago from this day that we're recording this podcast, which is March 12th. We just, we just looked at, we looked it up right before we came on air, hit, hit the record button one year ago. So March 16th of 2020 is when we were in the studio because we were both on campus and it seemed like everything was canceling people were being sent yeah, home well, everywhere and we just sat down we went we, we I mean, whatever topic we had in mind to talk about we just sort of scrapped it and we said this is the word right now the word of the week is canceled and it was episode yeah. 45 and we just we were just it, it, it's weird to go back and consider that listen to that i don't want to go back and listen to it to be quite honest i'm tired of i we live we've lived this for a year and and but it's it's wild. It really is wild, you know. Mm-hmm.
It's funny how you can actually predict, you can determine how a person leans politically mm. by what they are saying about the virus. Yeah. It's just, isn't that weird that, that, that every, every, literally everything that determines our worldview is politicized? Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the game. It's yeah, unfortunate that use anything because somewhere in the middle, somewhere there in the middle, maybe the a truth. little further right or a little further left, somewhere there is a truth. Absolutely, there is the truth. Yeah. There is a a an absolute mm-hmm. truth. I'm a believer in that. I, I'm, I don't like. I hate this your truth and my truth thing. Truth is truth. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's in there somewhere, and we never we don't know what it is. You can't. You you will. It is impossible, folks. If you're trying to get truth on on your social media, you're just not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. it. There will always be a leaning one direction or the other. And so you just have to use your best judgment and discernment and wisdom and faith. Yeah. You know, as well as reason. Right. Faith and reason are not antonyms. Yeah. They can they, both be. You, you know, you together. try to control your perspective. It's, yeah. You know, and that's, that's tough to yeah. do in the world that we live in today. But it's something that we have to strive to do because if we don't, we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you can. I can't tell you, Pat, I can't express how enthusiastic these high school baseball players are. And I keep, you know, you just forget they didn't have a season. Yes. You know, that's one of the things that I remember talking about is the fear of having these kids be gone you know, and having no practice and no, uh, you know, no workouts and not being prepared to start the season. And it's all of a sudden starting the season and we you know the impacts that that would have on their body, mm-hmm. on their arms, yeah. things like that. And that was one of the biggest concerns we had. And as it ended up, <laughs> that wasn't a concern at all because they didn't have a season. Right. Was, you know, um, yeah, that was, that kind of caught us by surprise. We weren't really expecting that. It's a shame too, because, you know, we know that, I mean, you know, by numbers, we're not in a we're not in a better spot now than than what we were last March. Matter of fact, we're in a worse spot based on the numbers. So the decision to to shut everything down, especially for baseball and the, you know sports like softball and track and yeah. field, you know, just we know now that it wasn't the best decision to be honest with you. And um, yeah, you know, maybe this is the safest decision, but it wasn't the the best decision. It wasn't the scientific decision, I would say. So. But, you know, what can you say? I'm glad that uh, it appears that we're going to be able to to have a season this mm-hmm. year. It's a it's a good thing. I feel like, you know, I, I we joke about it sometimes. I know I've joked about it saying, that, you know, I want my day. I want my day of victory. And it's, you know, I, the last time I mentioned it, it was I said May. May is the day. It's going to be the day. But I don't think it's going to be May. But I think it's coming close. I just don't know when it is. But, um Someday, I think in the near future, <laughs> uh, we'll be able to say we're beyond we're beyond this. So at least you know we've that's what that's what some experts are saying at this stage. So you know it, it, we were at one point yeah. hearing that that was never going to happen, and now we've got some experts saying that that it is going to happen. It's yeah. on the horizon. So I'm excited about that. I'm I'm waiting for that day. Well, I'm going to be quite honest with you, Pat. I I kind of feel like I'm there already. Just be real honest. I, not because we are as a society, but just because by my mm-hmm. choice, I get up every day and I do what I want to do. 
and I don't I, yeah. I don't worry about it. I don't get scared about it. I don't I'm I'm going to work. I uh, don't see very many people when I'm actually at work, but I you know, so there's still a lot of that happening, remote work, remote meetings and such. Right. I have some interaction with students because we do have students working on campus, which I'm really grateful for. I love that. Love talking with them, seeing them face to face, even if it is behind a mask. But then when I go in the evenings to coach baseball, it's almost like that's there. That's normal. I, I'm there's there's nothing there's nothing non-normal about that, or it's not even a word abnormal about what I'm doing from four. 30, five o'clock in the evening, late, you know, late afternoon to six forty-five, when we get a break and leave, pack it up and go. Yeah. And, and I love that. I, I, I mean, the kids love that they're in they're energized, mm-hmm. they're enthused. Yeah, absolutely. The, the right. coaches love it. Everybody's, I mean, it, it's, it's, I know that it's easy to say that now because we're just practicing and then we're going to have games and it's going to be, it's going to bring a whole other element into it. And, you know, we just hope and pray that they're, you know, you just kind of expect and anticipate, okay, every sport has had to sit out at least somewhat. My gosh, you know, because of positive tests and things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My son's team hasn't even played a game yet in college. They've had their first, they had their first two weekends completely wiped out because, you know, in college they're testing before they ever get on the, they're testing every week, you know, multiple times before they even get on a bus. Yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it doesn't feel like normal for, for those situations. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with that, with, from a college perspective is, you know, you have kids actually living with each other. Um, and that's, you know, I I would say baseball and softball, these outside sports, uh, you know, track and field, these, these sports kind of lend to some some security and uh, just yeah. in the fact that they're outside and you're, you're, you know, you're separated from, from each other kind of, um, naturally. And it, it, it provide, you know, the, the normal, the normal, uh, atmosphere of those sports kind of provide what, you know, the recommendations are to, to continue to, to make our way through this, uh, pandemic and, and do the things that we need to do. So it, yeah. it's, and that's why I say, you know, we probably didn't have to do what we did last time. So what I would say is this, I, I think we were completely unprepared to handle this. I think that's true from a, a public health perspective all the way up through the very top of our government <laughs> or, you know, of our country. Mm-hmm. I don't think we knew how to handle it. And I don't, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not sure we're handling it all that well now. So and and the, the root of that for me is just the, the, the lack of straightforward information, any, yeah. any type of information you get, there's two sides to it. There's an argument for it and an argument against it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a song by, uh, Buffalo Springfield. It says, uh, if everybody's right or if everybody's wrong, nobody's right. Yeah. All right. So if, if all we do is, is, is our, you know, there's nothing out there that we can hang our hat on and say, this is, this is accurate data. This is true. Um, then it, there's there's no truth to it you know yeah. there's no there's nothing you know nothing we could trust and that's a that's a serious problem i think and it's of, it's yeah i i think one of the big contributors to that is is well it, it is what it is it's pride it's pride i mean because what happens is when you make bold predictions as to what you think this is going to be and then everybody's like okay okay we, we'll, we'll 
okay, we'll we'll do what you say because if it's gonna if it is what you say, then we got to do this. This is what we have to do. But then it doesn't right. become what you said it was going to become. Well, now we got to figure out some other way to make what I said before not seem so far out and not seem so unreal. You know, like I was like I was well, I was wrong, right? And mm-hmm. so now we got to come up yeah. with something, you know, some other thing to say. Well, you know, like it's like, well, you know, it's like wearing masks, right? You know, at first it was no, you don't need to wear masks. In fact, it's not very healthy to wear masks. Well, then it was like, well, no, you need to wear masks to save your life. Well, then when you realize that that didn't really matter because you could actually see the particles, you know, people were doing scientific tests on masks, you could see particles coming through, whatever that. Then then it changed. Yeah, to, then it changed to well, we don't wear it to save yourself; you wear it to save others. And then you, and then you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's like, well, everything and, and look, I've been wearing a mask. I, it's not, I'm not, I'm not an anti-masker. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. Saying, Same here. Right. I'm just saying that what the story changes so much. And I think the biggest yep. reason why the story changes so much or people call it the goalposts get moved so much is because every person in the world right now who is in the public eye politician, scientific person, whoever it is, everyone is afraid to just say, you know what? I was wrong. I was off a little bit. And maybe I wasn't fully wrong. Maybe I wasn't completely wrong, but my numbers were a little off. And so, you know what? I mean, if I, if we had been, if, you know, if baseball had been canceled last year and I mean, which it was, but we had been involved in this for a month or more where we just completely locked down, shut our lives down or whatever. And then someone came back to us and said, you know what? Okay. We're going to adjust this a little bit because our numbers weren't exactly what we thought. And this isn't exactly as, man, I hate to say serious because it is serious, but it's, it's not as serious as they told us it was. I I mean, it's just what it's just not. Well, the situation we find ourselves in, I think, is very serious because of the impact of yes. of what we've been through. You know what I mean? There are multiple variables of it now that's that makes it even more serious. You know, that's been my argument from the beginning is just the inconsistency in, in, in the approach that we've had to this. And and it's hard to, to it's hard to deny that that inconsistency is based on things like, you know, the fear of our politicians of wanting to get reelected. Yeah. You know, and, well, and, and, and just the fear, and, of, the fear of being wrong, because if anybody stands well, that's, up and, and says, it goes back if anybody that, stands right. up and says, Hey, look, I admit I wasn't right on this. Well, okay. I, you're probably not going to get reelected. Yeah, exactly. Which is right? crazy, right? Which is crazy and because that's a, what has driven so much of it. And that's, and that's, that's, that's why I, get frustrated sometimes about this. Yeah, but absolutely. That's it's dangerous. It is it's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Because then, know, there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah. The the truth is the truth. And you know, you, you, you respond to things in a way that you feel is right. And when you're responding to those differently, you know, in different manners from, you know, one month or one period to the next, there's an issue with that. And that's what I've seen. That's what, you know, that's what I feel has happened. Uh-huh. You know, there's not been, a consistent response to this entire situation, um, and, you know. So it's and you know to answer what I was going to say about if a politician stood up before me and said, you know what, I was wrong or I was just a little bit off, I, I would have been absolutely that's, that's, okay with that. I would have been. That's I'd, who I'd, I want. I would have exactly. Me too. I would vote for that person because I want yes. to hear somebody 
hump, swallow their freaking pride and say, you know what? We didn't see this. We didn't see it as clearly as we thought we did. But here's what we're going to do now. Now that we know a little bit more, we're going to make life better by doing by yeah. you know, by not. I just I, I just don't. I, I think all you see is you, you see you see digging in of heels and then you dig even deeper and then you dig even deeper and you dig even deeper. You double down, you triple down. And you I have never I don't I cannot think of a time over the past year where I remember hearing anybody in the public eye say, I was, I was, I was a little bit wrong. I was, I was a little bit wrong. They're not going to say that. Yeah. And that's, that's what's disappointing about the life, the world that we live in today is that, you know, there's integrity in that, right? There's Uh humanity in that. There's, (laughs) that's how you build trust. Yeah. And, you know, we know there's been lies. We've been, we know we've been misled from time. There's been people, there's been experts that have admitted, admitted they lied to, to curb, you know, worry and to curb fear. And, um, it just makes it tough. It makes it tough. And then, you know, you, you going back to the impact that, that we're going to have from this for years to come, you know, you, I, it, every day it, it gets more and more. I see more and more articles, more and more stories about how, you know, kids are, are suffering. Um, uh, I know this, this stuff has been, been talked off. about and talked about and talked about by so many other podcasts. And this is not what you and I wanted to talk about today, but we really <laughs> haven't. We've not spent this. a lot of time talking about it. We've alluded to it and said a few things here and there, but I think we just got on the topic because we said, it, you know, it's been a year, it's been a year and we're done. I think the, I think the bottom line is this. We're going to get to play baseball this year. We're going to, get to play there you high go. school baseball in Ohio this year. There you go. And that's a great thing. It's a big All thing. All over it's the country. Thing. As far as I know. Are there any states that are not playing? You know, I don't know about that. I remember, you know, it's funny. It's just odd thinking back now on the last on the last year. About, it is. Of all the things. Because I remember, you know, looking, you know, California, Illinois, I remember looking at different states and trying to figure out how they were going to do their baseball schedules and, and uh-huh. softball schedules, you know, how, how they were trying oh, to sp- figure out sp- how to slot these sports yeah. together. Right. You know? And, oh yeah. Cause and, California uh, is actually supposed to be playing football now, right? In the spring. You know what? I haven't followed up. That's, that's, I don't know. Did, I, did they cancel at it? a time where I was completely focused on that yeah. and trying to know as much as I can, I've kind of just, I've kind of given up on that. And kind of just moved on. You know, I, you said you said something that's important. I think, and and I wish I wish we could get into the into the homes and the and the ears of all you know young people and 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 different people experience things a different way. But I would say you know anyone that's that's under thirty years old or that's not definitely under twenty years old, and even that younger than that, I wish they could just hear and we could we could present them a uh, a uh, a message that they would would cling to, and the message being that you can't worry hmm. about you know tomorrow. Yeah, you don't have tomorrow, right? You just you need to worry about today. You need to worry about the now. Yeah, that's a that's a sports concept, <laughs> um, but I think it's valuable to know that for a lot of people right now because it, there's no doubt that there is a ton of worry and a yeah. ton of concern, uh, in, in, in the youth 
uh, of our of our country and of the world. Um, and you know, I, I wish I could give them relief for that. It's something that 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 bothers me. It's something that I I I think about and I pray about a lot. And mm-hmm. obviously, I read a lot because I I I see them. You know, I see these articles and 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 stories about you know, like you said, suicide and, and, and depression for, you know, teens. And it's just, it was already happening. Well, yeah, it was. And you know, those are the extremes. And and I know that that isn't happening with everyone, but here's the thing. Uh, I think widespread is what you're saying. There is worry. And, and there is a a word that I'll use is there's, there's just despair. There's despair and you can see it on faces of kids, you know, I, I've, um, I've got some pretty good athletes on this high school baseball team that I'm coaching. And, uh, I've recently, you know, over the last couple, you know, we're really over the past 24 hours or so, I've spent uh, some significant time working with one young man who is a senior who wants to play college baseball. And he said, he's really kind of always wanted to play college baseball. But when last year got canceled and they didn't uh, have a, se- yes. a season, his junior year, that's really one of the most. That's the year. It is. Junior year yeah. and then the summer especially. The summer after the junior year is when the recruiting really hits heavy. Well, then there was no recruiting. And, you know, we live in an area where a lot of kids don't know what to do anyway. They don't understand right. the work that they have to put into their own recruiting in order to get these you know, to be seen and to, to get these opportunities to play ball in college. And so you combine all of that with the, the, the circumstances that, that hit when I, the first time I looked at this young man and asked, would you like to play baseball in college? The answer that I received is almost the result of this look on the face, like, well, yeah, of course, but that's, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it was just like, a, a resignation, right? A resignation yeah. of, well, that's too late or it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't, it's hard to explain. It, it's, it's, it's just like a, well, I've given up that kind of thing, you know? So I kind of instantly felt this challenge to say, I looked him in the eye. I said, look, I said, tell me, do you still want to play baseball in college? And he's like, yeah, I would like to. And so I just went to work. I went to, I got a handful of guys I know, college coaches I know, reached out to them right away. Within 12 hours, had some responses from every single one of these guys from four different schools saying, yeah, give us, get us his film. We got, we got room. We got room on the roster. Love to see him. Want to see film on him. Got coaches saying, get him on campus. I want to meet him. And so I sent a message to him and his mother. And they're thrilled, absolutely thrilled. And I am too, because it's so refreshing and so good to see hope restored in these young people's eyes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We need more of that, you know. We do. We're, we're, we're going to need it for a while. Yeah. To, to dig out of this hole um, yeah. that, we, <laughs> that we're, we're in now. So we've often talked about the mental game of sports 
right. particularly the middle game yes. of baseball, you know, how in, in, in whatever sport you're playing, there's a good, a good percentage of it is mental, meaning that you've, you've got to know how to control your emotions and your thoughts and your imagination and you know during the game during the competition in the heat of the moment how do you respond to all circumstances and situations that take place in the game well there is no bigger opportunity to teach people about mental strength than right now it just isn't yeah and you know when 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 people were saying cavalierly cavalier like that it's just a game yeah you know what's the big that. deal i got angry every you know, time you're, i heard that you're just, yeah well <laughs> that's the thing it's not just it's not just a game the, it, within the game you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about life and you learn how to handle mm-hmm. situations in life and and yeah mental uh, mental strength is paramount in, in in sports and in baseball, definitely. And it's it it's something it's something that carries over. Yeah. You know. So w- when you find yourself in situations like if you, you know you stay home for so so many so many weeks and months, and some people some people haven't been out hardly at all for the past year. Some people have stayed. Oh, I know. know. Completely. Yeah, you know, and, I've got and, coworkers that you know, haven't been out of their house, at all. That's, haven't let that's, their kids that's out of their tough. House. That's tough to deal yeah. with. It is. You know, when you when you have a life altering experience like that, and that's what it is. Make no mistake about it. It's tough to handle that. You know how how do you how do you how do you look forward to the next day? Mm. Right? How do you get up ready to go? Because it it things have changed, and it's like you get in a rut. It's like it's the end of the world, right? You feel like that sometimes in baseball. Mm. softball you feel like that sports sometimes when you make a mistake you know when you fail when you lose you feel like it's over you know it's done but we know that's not the case you know and it's a lesson that you learn through sports and and unfortunately we you know our kids couldn't have that yeah a lot for the past year, you know, it's been interrupted and, you know, there's been these, these, you know, restrictions that they've had to go by. And it's just uh, this, the, 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 there's a purity to sports that has kind of been interrupted by all of this, um, all of these things that we've had to do in order to, you know, to, to, to keep everybody safe, um, during this pandemic. And, and you know, I'm not saying that it, it's not called for, I'm just saying, it's difficult and it, it stripped us of opportunities to make us stronger. And we, it, 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 we get stronger for these uh, experiences in life that we have. And one yeah. of the, you know, I'll, I'll never forget one of the, the last things my high school baseball coach said to me was that I know you didn't have the season that you wanted to have this year as a senior, but your experience this year is going to help you get through the doldrums of life. Huh. Did I, you know, I am saying that I hung on to that. I, I hang on to it today. You may not have appreciated. You may not have fully ever, appreciated it when you first heard it. I'll bet. Probably not. No, because you know you don't. Hey, I didn't even know what a doldrum was when I first heard it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and you just but, wanted to have a good season. You're probably just like, yeah, okay. 
he's probably still ticked that you didn't have a good season or whatever. But then years back, you look on it and you're like, hmm, yeah, I, yeah. I see that now. Yeah. 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 It, you know, there is a struggle there. And, you know, it's something that you, you know, you want to play well, right? You want to, you want to uh, perform well. Um, it was a situation where basically I, you know, I started the season as a leadoff hitter. I, I, I hit in that spot for most teams that I played on throughout my life. And I finished the season, I think hitting eighth or ninth because I just wasn't, I, I didn't have the season that, that I needed to have to stay in that spot. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't playing that well, you know, and it hurt. It definitely hurt for you sure. know a guy like me that, my whole, almost my entire uh, identity at that stage of my life was, you know, Pat Martin, the baseball player, and that was, but that was external and internal. Yeah. So, you know, you go through a, a rough season like that, and it's tough. But yeah, uh, I, w- I was able to look back on it and and draw from it, and you know, our kids didn't get that experience this year yeah. um, or last year, I should say. They didn't get it, so. What do you draw from? Yeah, when you're when you're not out there interacting, you're not experiencing things. What do you draw from? Well, you got to draw from your your past experiences, obviously. But um, we're just you know, some of that learning, some of that uh, education was was stripped away from them, Mm -hmm. and it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's not just a game. It's not just a game. It's not just a game. It's life, right? It Augie. is life. That's what Augie said, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It really is. It, he it, said it, it in a manner of words. Yeah, in, he, in he a added some words. More in there. words. This is life. Coach, we, let's talk about the game a little bit. Okay. In the terms ga- of the mental, game of baseball. Yeah, the game of baseball. I know we've we've talked about this before, and you've asked me the question. Have I, I've asked you, but what what percentage of of the game of baseball is mental. I asked that very question to our team. Uh, I would have been one of our classroom sessions, either this past week, or I think it was the end of, I think it was toward the end of last week, actually, where I just said, raise your hand right now. Everybody raise your hand. And I said, leave your hand up. If you believe 50%, of this game that we play is mental and every, every hand remained up. And I said, leave your hand up. If you think it is as high as 75%, few hands went down, but majority of the hands were up. And I said, leave your hands up. If you believe that 90% of this game is mental and a good portion of them went down, but there were still about five hands up. And so I stopped right there and I said, okay, some of you believe it's, 90. Some of you believe it's 75. That's a lot, right? You got to have some physical in there. We got to play the game. Got to be able to play it. It's played. It's not chess. So let's just go back to 50. We all agreed that it was 50% mental. At least, right? At least. And so my question then was if 50% of this game is mental, then. And we believe that we should practice the fundamentals. Like we should focus our practice plan and our practice time on getting better at the fundamentals of the game, the most important aspects of the game. And I would say, you know, uh, everybody would agree. Ground balls, fly balls, 
pitching, catching, throwing, catching, hitting. Those are all aspects of the game. You know, and if I were to ask, how often do you get a ground ball in a game? Shortstop. How many ground balls do you get in the game? If you had a big game where a lot of balls were hit to you, you made a fielded six. Yeah. Right? Six ground balls. Yep. Yet. That's a lot, right? Yeah. It, it would be a lot for a game, I think. You know, yep. six, 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 yep. six assists. That's a lot in a game. Yep. Where there's going to be 35 or so at bats. Six of them came your way. All right. That's not 50%. Right. Yep. But we spent a lot of time fielding ground balls in practice. So my next question was, well, if we all believe that 50% of this game is mental, what percentage of our practice is focused on helping you get better with the mental aspect of the game? I said, think back to your youth days. Think back to when you were in bitty ball, t-ball, coach pitch, peewee, little league, whatever you call it, all the way up to now, high school. Can you tell me? If you have practiced, if you have spent fifty percent of your baseball career practicing the mental game, thinking about mm. it, getting better at it, figuring out ways to get better, and then you know, yep. of course, they were dumbfounded. They were like, well, "No!" And, and then you know, the next question is, "Well, how do you do that? How is it done? How 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 do I practice this?" Well, you can. You really can, and you should. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I and think I it's would, at least would, 50%. I would, yeah, I think it's more than 50%. And the reason I say I would say that is because all those things that you listed, fielding around ball, you know, catching a fly ball, uh, hitting, pitching, um, you can do all of those things mechanically bad with a great mental approach. Hmm. So if you have a great mental approach, you have confidence, you know that you're going to be able to succeed when 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 you're called on to do one of those things, you can succeed. Yeah. But you can have you, you can have the greatest mechanics and great talent and a poor mental approach mm-hmm. and you'll fail at those things more than you'll succeed. That is especially true with hitting. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. True. You've got you've yes. got some kids who are just cage rats and they hit yep. cage bombs and their swing yep. looks absolutely beautiful. But then you're dumbfounded because in a game they can't hit a lick. Yep. They don't know how to compete. They don't know what the they don't know what the yeah. approach they don't understand the up uh, the mental approach and the mental aspect of the game. Meaning, you know, it's more than just having a being positive and having a positive word to say, you know, and, and taking a deep breath and refocusing and all that. That's all part of it. That's all, that's all part of the, you know, having, having a plan and a, a, you know, a system for how you're going to handle adversity. That's, that's one aspect of the mental game. But when we talk about the mental game, we're also talking about having, you know, having a pretty good idea for example, let's just let's isolate it to hitting here for a second. Having a pretty good idea of of what pitch you're looking for and what pitch you're probably going to see when you get in the yeah. box and depending on what the count is, what pitch you're probably going to see. What I mean by that is this. So many things that people take this so much for granted in the game of baseball because we don't learn how to do it when we're growing up. We just think that when we're standing in the dugout, we're just waiting to bat or we're waiting until it's mm-hmm. our turn. 
when we're standing in the dugout, oh, this is rest time from playing defense, right? So it's 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 screw around time. It's mom bring me a Gatorade time. It's spit sunflower seeds time. It's cheer time. It's but it's not. It that, it's none of that. That's not what any of that. That's yeah. you're still in the game. And what I mean by that is, you are you you can be learning the game and learning. You could get better for your at bat while you're standing in that dugout. You can have a mental Absolutely. at bat. With every hitter that's coming up to bat before you, you can have a mental at bat by taking notes. I think everybody in the dugout should have a little notebook, and you should take, you should chart. Which we, you know, we at least do this with one chart. We actually use two or three to do this every single pitch. Write it down. What was it? What was the count when he threw that pitch? What did he throw? What did he back it up with? Okay, guy hit a. He laced a a foul ball down the left field line. What's what's he back that pitch up with? How often does he back? How often does he throw that? What's he throw next? And how often? Because what I'm saying is when you do that and you pay that close attention and you take those kinds of notes, whether they're physical notes where you write it down or they're mental notes where you're watching, you can then get in the batter's box and have a better educated guess of what yes. pitch is coming. And that's the key. Right. Ted Williams said, some, they, people asked Ted Williams, so Ted, do you, do you adjust to certain pitches or do you, do you guess? And he said, I guess. But he said, here's the thing. Yep. It's not much of a guess when it's very, when he said, my guess is very educated because he did this. He studied pitchers. He saw patterns that they got into. And so he said, when I step in that box, yeah, it's a guess, but I know. Because this guy, 95% of the time on 2-0, he throws a fastball. So I know if I get to 2-0, I'm going to see the pitch I want. And I'm going to be ready to hammer it. And that's, and that's it. He's like, sometimes you get in there and you got a pretty good guess. I got an, I've, I've, what I feel like is an educated guess of what he's going to throw in this situation. Usually in this situation where I'm down one and two, he's going to throw a curveball. And so I'm going to sit on a curveball. I'm going to expect it. And he zipped a fastball by me. I got beat. I got beat. Tip your hat, and that's and that's yeah, what it's about. Yeah, you take that right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it happens. But the reality is, a lot of kids don't think like that. They, they just don't. I mean, that's that's all. This is all the mental game, that and, and it's constantly happening throughout the. You know, when you're on defense, you know, it's not hard yeah. to see when you look at kids' swings. The opponent swings. It's not hard to see, you know, a kid steps in the box and he fouls off three pitches late. Like he's he's late on everything. Everything our pitcher's throwing, right. he's late. He's fouling everything off toward the first base dugout. Okay. This kid is probably going to be late if you keep throwing him fastballs. And so what do you do as an infielder? You you check you keep an eye on the catcher's signals to make sure that you see, yes. you know, what that, what, and if you see a fastball and you know that every time this kid sees a fastball and he tries to hit it, he's late, go ahead and adjust, take a few steps the other direction, shift a little bit. I, you know, it's, those are the, those are the little nuanced aspects of the game that when you just get out there and just play, just, just go out and just play. Well, that's just physical. That's great. You got to have that. But the guys who think the game, think the game constantly are the ones that are going to be great at it. And that's really yeah, what you I'm know, I think they're I was just I, I was just going to finish by saying that's really what I'm trying to accomplish when I have these classroom sessions at the beginning of our practices. 
Yeah, you can see the smoke right. rolling out of their ears sometimes, where it's just like, wow. I, I mean, it's like I don't know. I don't know that I've ever considered this before. You know, and some of the kids have. I mean, I'm, I don't want to insult anybody, but it's just I, I. I think it's for a lot of kids. It's it's an aspect that they don't they they've never considered before. Well, I think one of the the main reasons that is is because we we're so result oriented, and the only thing that matters and to us on a baseball field, you know, as parents and as players, a lot of times is what happened, you know, what happened at the end of the play? Did I make it on base? You know, did I hit a run? Did I get a strikeout? You know what it is. But I, and I think we need to shift that focus as, as coaches and as parents to what happened, you know, what led us to the result? Mm. What were you thinking there? Yeah. You know, what could have went different? You know, what, what did you learn? Right. What, how are we getting better? And I think if we, if we, if we change that, if we change the way that we look at the game, um, it, it would solve a lot of problems. I thought, what, what did I find the other day, um, that I sent you? I can't remember what, what the quote was, but it was basically, you know, encouraging coaches, you know, because one of the things that, well, there's two, there's really two things that, that people, consistently complain about in terms of of youth sports and that is how much my kid plays or what position my kid plays right mm-hmm. and 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 as coaches we're you know we're trying to relay a message that well, it doesn't really matter how much your kid plays or where they play it matters you know how they're contributing to the team and how mm-hmm. the, what their role is on the team and i remember what the the tweet was now i think it was a tweet and it, it basically said if we're going to sell parents on the idea of you know it doesn't it, it, playing time and and position isn't the most important things we got to do more than just say it you know we got to provide metrics we got to provide insight yeah. we got to provide discussion around the the value that a, that a that a player has to a program outside of of how much they play and 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 what their position is i know that's something you're already doing i i know that you know uh people have roles in your games when they're not in the game yeah and, and oh we, we talked about that the other day you kind of, we kind of listed some spots you know some 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 responsibilities and and i, I looked down that list and you know some of the response you know it was charting pitches mm-hmm. uh you know keeping radar. There are some things like that. And, and all of the things that you had listed were, were, were going to be done by players, not in the game. However, my response was, yeah, they every are every single game. one of those response. They are. Yeah. Then they're having a, an actual direct impact on the success of the team. If they not are. in that immediate and out of that game, which most of them do then in the next game. Absolutely. You know, and I don't think we talk about that enough. No, so it, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with the the mental aspect of the game. You know, we're 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 too worried about that result. We're too worried about you know what what's what's actually going on. You know, at the at the end of a play, as opposed to what happened to get there, or yeah. what's going on to you know to get there. And that's why baseball's so great. I mean, you can do it with other sports as well. But there's so much to know and to and and to learn. And to uh, to to uh, to take action on in the game of baseball, uh, that's why it's that's why it's such a great game. It is. We have a sign in our dugout that says, "We we may not all be on the field, but we are all in the game." Yes. And that's exactly what yes. that's you know what you just explained, 
in in terms of some of those roles is exactly what we mean by that. You know, we said we before the before we scrimmaged this past week. One of the things that we did on the the night of the scrimmage was we I introduced them to the. Uh, by the way, I found the tweet that you're talking about. It's, it's by Better Way Athle- Athletics, and it says this. It says coaches. If the only thing we measure is playing time and, per- and performance, then don't be upset when parents only complain about playing time and performance. Create a uh, new right. create a new scoreboard. So it's, it's a message to coaches. Create a new scoreboard yes. that measures more than outcomes. Most often it's not playing time, but rather validation that they desire. And that is so true. Now, this doesn't solve the problem of, of parents getting upset about playing time because that's really all they want. The kids, however, want that validation of I really want to feel like I'm part of the team. And, I, and I'll tell yes. you, man, you know, I know it was just a scrimmage. But when we put when we put jobs in every single person's hand during the scrimmage and, and I'm talking, you know, we had everybody there. So varsity JV together, so 23 kids there all in the same place in that same small little rat cage dugout, right? <laughs> that we yeah. just that we just That's opened not, up today. Not anymore. Knocked not the anymore. front face off of that baby. So we got an open dugout now. It looks really good. It too. does. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And we got to get the other one tomorrow morning. But uh, I listed all of these things on our on our marker board in the locker room. I said, you know, here, here's what we've got. These are these are in game jobs, and all of every single one of these jobs are going to be done by people who are not on the field or in. The, the batting order, the lineup at, at, at that time. And there were there were at least 11 or 12 different things, like you said. You know, two yep. of those are bullpen catchers. You've got two bullpen catchers, one in the bullpen and one on the field, one that's going to be basically filling in for the in-game catcher when that guy's not ready. He's out on base or he made the last out or something. Quality at bats chart, A3P chart for our pitchers, attack in three, pitch, uh, in, in three pitches. Uh, quality innings chart, which is a defensive chart. Uh, pitch location and radar gun chart. You know what? What? Uh, what is our? What's our velo look like on all of our different pitches? Uh, I got a dugout organizer, someone who is in charge of the dugout, making sure that it's organized at all times. Meaning, when we get two outs, you know where everyone's stuff is, and not just know where everyone's stuff is, you know who's taking, who's who's picking each other up. And so, this dugout yeah. organizer is somebody who's not in the game. But they are organizing. They're going to make sure, okay, our shortstop is out on second base right now. and We've got two outs. And so you find the second baseman and you say, hey, here's, here's our shortstop stuff. Here's his hat and his glove and everything. With two outs, you're running it out to him. That dugout organizer has the three baseballs in his hand at all times. As soon as we come off the field, he tosses one of the first baseman, one of the center fielder, and he keeps one for himself because he's warming up the right fielder or he's warming up the left fielder, depending on what dugout we're in. There's a lot. There's a lot. And what that dugout organizer is doing is he's making things more efficient for us to get on and off yes. the field because we want to control the pace of the game. We want to control the pace of the game. We want to get on the field. Get get two rounds of warm up, you know, ground balls, five pitches but from our pitcher, throw the ball down, whip it around the infield, be ready to go before their on deck batter is ready to go. And the opposite that we he's want to be true. He's still putting his helmet on his gloves, <laughs> and the umpire is going, "Come on, batter! Come on, batter! Come on, batter!" He's rushing him, not us. We want to be what, the ones what, that what are in charge of the pace. What part of the game does that impact most? Do you do you think? <laughs> <laughs> the mental part you think absolutely yeah <laughs> if, if, you know if, you're if in charge pitchers, I, when you know you're in charge yeah. buddy there's a huge difference there 
Yeah, definitely. From a pitching, from a pitcher hitter perspective, the more oh, yeah. dominant you are, the more successful oh, yeah. you are. At I'm telling you now, so, it's why we tell hitters to grab the barrel of that bat. Grab the barrel that when you walk to the box, don't grab the handle by your fingertips and drag it up there with your shoulders slumped and, you know, get in the box, look, you know, and look, look like you're reluctant to hit. When you, from the, from the time you leave the on deck circle, you grab your fist around the barrel of that bat and you walk like you're the biggest giant on the earth with your chest puffed out, maybe even looking out at that pitcher as you get in the box and you get yourself ready in there and you go through your routine and you're, and you're ready to go and you look like I am about to knock this ball right through your hat. You know, when you pitch it yeah. in there, I, there's, it's, there's a little, there's a little game little gamesmanship that takes place there in that moment before and at bat between a pitcher and a hitter. And that is like, like you said, who's more dominant here? Who's more dominant? The other day we were doing live at bats. We were doing live. Uh, we, we didn't get to pitch all the guys we wanted to pitch in the scrimmage the other night. And so the very next day in practice, the guys that didn't get to pitch in the scrimmage, they threw live bullpens uh, toward the end. We'd spent our last hour doing live bullpens. We let, we had about five pitchers we wanted to throw so we ended up in one of the in one of the groups. We had a senior on the mound and a senior up to bat. Two really good athletes, top athletes. And I'm like, this is going to be good. This can be really good right here. This is going to be a great battle uh, between these two. And uh, it, it, it he uh, let's see that the hitter went down one two, one two, and then the pitcher threw a couple balls, and then the hitter full count. Full count. The pitcher throws a, a, a curveball. There's a runner in second base. He just went nuts when he saw this. A curveball. I'm not kidding you, man. It looked like it broke right before it hit the catcher's mitt. I mean, it, it was it was hard, late-breaking curveball. Exactly what you want to see. And the hitter just put a put a piece of the bat on it. I mean, he just like he just he just put a piece uh. of the bat on it. He just just barely hit it. Yep. Barely touched it. It fouled it off. Spoiled that pitch. Lived to fight another day. It's still full count, and it's like I'm, and all the, and I'm, I'm kind of razzing them, you know. I'm like, okay, here we are. Who's gonna, who's tougher? Who's gonna win it? Who's more dominant? Which, which senior's gonna win this? And everybody's kind of getting, it, you know, into the competition of it and everything. And you could see it, you could feel it, you could feel it in the pitcher, you could feel it in the hitter. Neither one of them wanted to lose. It's full count. He had just fouled one off, and the very next pitch is a hard fastball. Boom, just a little bit outside. So he ended up walking him. But I tell you what, uh, it, here's the funny thing about it, though. One of our assistant coaches was out there, you know, he, uh, calling balls and strikes. And he's like, oh, I think that was a little bit outside. You know, he's, but, but you could tell it was so close that some umpires would have called it a strike. So it's like, who mm -hmm. won that? Who won that? I mean, it, 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 it happened exactly the way I thought it would. They were both they both battled it so well, you know. It's yeah. just and I and I and I, I don't yeah. know I don't know how I got onto that topic, but it was uh, yeah. How did I get on that topic? <laughs> dominance, dominance, dominance. Because you're yes. saying, you know, yes. yeah, who, who, yes. who had the most oh, confidence so, in what they were doing, and and that's the kind yeah. of battle that you have in any given at bat when both of those guys feel like I'm better than you, right? That's yeah. what boy you got a battle then, but you get when you have when you have one of those men who knows I'm better than that guy. It's gonna be it. It's it's all over. It's all over. They win you. most of the time. I remember yeah. as a pitcher, man. I, there were some guys when they got in the when they when they stepped up to the box and they looked out at me. I thought to myself, I better be on my game right here. 
because this guy wants to knock it down my throat. And I knew it. You knew yeah. it. You know, that that's that's kind of why I'm so against this this idea of, a, you know, if a, a batter gets hit, the pitcher, you know, apologizing to him or something like that or to her or whatever it is, well, sure. just because, you know, for me, the that's one of the main you honestly, sometimes it's not a bad thing that you hit a hitter. <laughs> there's, as, as a matter of fact, there's strategy in that. You know, I'm not saying that well, I teach my, and, and, my, my yeah. pitchers to do that. Right. Yeah. But in all honesty, you definitely assert some control over the plate when you when you know you you, you back a hitter off of it or you, right you, right the next person right. up and you sometimes you the just next person, miss. well you yeah, yeah we the next saw guy's that. gonna be we thinking about that. it right well here's the other thing too Pat you apologize I mean the guy yeah you hit a guy he runs down the first base he's fine he's gonna be okay he's gonna live so what are you apologizing for because you just gave them a base runner. Right, you're apologizing exactly, for yeah. giving them a gift. That doesn't make any sense. Like I don't give a gift at at Christmas and say, "Oh, I'm sorry for this." Right? I'm sorry for that. Well, no, it's a gift. You just, I mean, as I mean, that's what we want to look at at the way we want to look at it as an offensive team. You get hit. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do it again. Hit us again. Hey, you you hit us four times. We're gonna score a run. I, I mean, you that's can tell, a free gift. You can tell the Eastern Eagles have been coached up on that because the first batter that I saw. On the on the yep. stream of the of the scrimmage, he he uh he took one. Yep, got hit. And got hit in the it, back of the shoulder. He might as well he might as well have been scoring by the by the sound that was coming from the dugout because it was a celebration. That was he, good to hear. And what, how did he go to first base? Did he throw he his bat and walk and rub it? No, nah. it, it was a win, 90. right? It was a hard ninety. It wasn't yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. It was yeah. a victory. That's good stuff, boy. I'm glad it's baseball season. I am too. I am too. <laughs> There's a lot better things to talk about when it's baseball season. Yeah. Yep. There's a low hum. Is that coming from your end or mine? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well. Yeah. Hopefully... Hopefully we are able to get together to talk sooner than than what we we have since our last uh, podcast. But I'm just waiting on not, you, bub. <laughs> yeah. You just got to make the trip. You're there every day. Yep, make the trip. We'll get we'll go get it done. All right, maybe we'll, we can work something out there. And maybe It'd be good. Maybe even get some buy one get one wings. The bogos. <laughs> <laughs> hit the b-dubs that sounds good well, it was good talking to you yeah 